I told you I have my trainer down at the Equinox, right? No, you were just telling me how unhot all the trainers are at Equinox. The trainers are not attractive, but I don't need to put that out there. I don't need them to hear this. They're not going to okay, listen to this. We'll it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not attractive. I was hoping for some eye candy, but I do get a good workout, and I do these squats with like 50 pounds, yeah. with, with like a 50 Which pound Which I'm really weight. impressed with. I, when I do squats, do 12 pounds. Oh, that's not, Mama. You don't get an ass like this with yeah, 12 pounds. I need to... Okay. Uh, you can bounce a f- quarter off of this ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mary. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, Mary. To, we don't... That's I'm, good. I'm tearing through jeans, Mary. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to Rough Cut, a podcast about jewelry, about culture, about our sex appeal, <laughs> about whatever we want. Raw sex appeal. <laughs> I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Simich. So, do you think you're creative, Alan? I certainly hope so. I try to be. I try to be creative. But, you know, uh, we'll get into this because it is today's topic. But I really want to talk about the effort as well, right? Because mm-hmm. you know me, I'm my German upbringing. I'm always talking about the doing, the organizing, the scheduling, the follow through, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Follow through. And I don't like being associated with most creatives because really? of the bad rap that comes with certain sort of dispositions that creatives tend to have, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of bothered by that. Right. But one creative that I really am happy to be associated with is the fabulous Miss Lorraine West, who's joining us here today. Hello, darling woman on the game. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yay, Lorraine is here. Welcome. So excited. Our first guest ever. First guest ever. Congratulations. Do you feel honored and privileged? I do. Thank you. You do. We do too. We do too. We it's do our too. privilege. So if you don't know Lorraine West, let me tell you a little bit about her. Brooklyn-based jeweler, been in it for over 20 years, which every time I say that blows my mind. And skin like a baby. Her skin is Skin like a baby. And she brought us juice shots. Do you know what I have to do? At my dermatologist, just to look my age, just to look 32, the things that I have done to my face on a regular basis. This chick walks out looking, has the nerve. It's glowing. To just like glow. And she's like, I just washed my face with soap today. <laughs> the well, nerve, the gall, the audacity. Literally glowing. I only use green beauty products and I eat pretty good and juice. Mm. That's interesting. At least once, yeah. get that once juice. a week. Yeah. Get that juice. I love knowing people's <clears throat> beauty regimens. Yeah. Yeah. You can call I, Dr. Yeah. Idleman, find out mine. Yeah. Get it from him. Okay. Yeah. That's my <laughs> regimen. So, okay, Dr. back to Dr. Idleman Lorraine. at Chelsea Skin and Laser. Can he sponsor us? <laughs> yes, no? call him. I'll call, call him. him. I'll call him. Okay, so Lorraine, over 20 years, let's go back. Just worth mentioning that again. Started out in fashion jewelry and in 2020 launched her very first fine jewelry collection. Correct? Correct. You've been doing custom fine jewelry for a long time, but yeah. officially dropped it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in New York City, you can find her at Greenwich Street Jewelers. Just want to do a little plug for that online at plug, the plug, Jewelry plug, Edit, plug, 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 which plug. is also a great little mm-hmm. store. She just launched... Um, a new ring there. And you've also put jewelry on the most famous person in the world, I think, Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? The most famous human being on the planet. I mean, yes. done, done after that. Like, she's That's like, what yeah, I, I got said. That. And she's like, oh, everything else is a breeze. She's like, oh, and I did this and this and this and this. And I was just like, who cares? Beyonce, yeah. done, over. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Well, but 
okay, personally, when so Lorraine and I are, I think, exactly the same age, right? I think we've decided this, or maybe I'm a year older. I don't, we don't need to get days. into it. I think we're the but, same age, yeah. But I remember when we were working together in 2020, she did an amazing retrospective of her career so far. Mm-hmm. There will be another one later, I am sure. I'm we'll sure. talk about there the will. next sure. 20 years. Yes. But she <laughs> brought her archives out and had this really amazing picture of Erica Badu wearing some leather cuffs in a magazine. And I remember, I recognized that picture mm-hmm. from when I was a young girl growing up in Kansas without the internet because, yes, I'm that old. And magazines were our connection to the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this picture and just thinking, oh, my God, Erica's so cool. She's wearing like a white T-shirt, uh, this really cool jewelry. And that was Lorraine's. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was like, the, fader, the fader issue. Mm-hmm. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and now Lorraine West is here. And we're super honored. And we're such huge fans of your jewelry. Visit huge her fans. website, LorraineWest.com. We'll plug it at the end again. Get, but thank yourself, you for coming. Get yourself a major necklace while you can. Yeah. Because there's a limited usually, right, Lorraine? Yeah. Yeah. So go get her stuff. She just brought some new jewelry and showed us so. Lucky us. Yeah. Lucky us. Yeah. And we're going to talk about creativity. <laughs> That's today. what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about process. Yeah. We're going to talk about a million different things. We're not just going to like talk about collections. No. And we're going to start. We're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to start with this very controversial question. I'm just going to jump to this in the beginning. Do you need to be creative to be a jeweler, guys, lady, and guy? Yes, you do. Creativity could mean many things. Creativity could mean the actual jewelry mm-hmm. is creative, but creativity could also mean that the marketing is creative mm-hmm. and the jewelry may not be that creative. That's true. So that question can be broader. Yeah, you can you can posit that either point. way. That's true. But I think the reality of the market as it is, which is something we've spoken to in previous episodes of the podcast, please subscribe, is that obviously there's a lot of there's a flood of jewelers and companies that aren't producing very innovative or very creative work, but they have access, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if the question is purely, do you need to be creative to have find success? No, you just need to be rich. However, do you need to be creative to do great innovative work? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So given that, what is your process? And and we can talk about in all of our fields how our process varies and what we have to do to get to where we want to be. But tell me a little bit about what you do. Lorraine is sitting at her studio, she's mulling things over, thinking about the world, <laughs> thinking about what you want to do, your what goals, your Be- ambitions. What does Beyonce need to wear next? What does Beyonce need to wear next? And how do you figure that out? Listen, I can't wait <laughs> so- for part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten with Beyonce in oh, the yes. future. It, it will be. It mm-hmm. is done. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my creative process varies. I don't subscribe to one way of um, showing my creativity through the work. Sometimes an idea just comes in the spur of the moment. When I wake up in the morning, I notice that if I don't jot down an idea, I may forget. So one of the practices that I've adopted as of recent is to make sure that I write it down immediately write down the idea or sketch the idea. I have an iPhone, so in the notes you can actually um, type and you can actually doodle. So I'll do a quick doodle or type an idea, even sometimes a marketing idea. Uh, For me, I like to visualize 
the design and how it's going to be marketed together. And then that gives me this inspiration and push to manifest the idea. I like what you said there because, you know, my work is commercial in nature and I'm always thinking about things in a commercial context. So do you think of your designs first and foremost within a commercial context? Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I want people to really hear that because I think people are sometimes not thinking about commerce enough. And it's my personal frustration with many talented designers. Mm -hmm. So I love hearing that that's part of your process. Yeah, I mean, I believe that my work is a show. And if you want to be a part of the show, you should wear it and take it out on the town. Given, given that, do you have a kind of playbook that you like to go through? Do you have steps? Like, is it, I've heard an author, and I forget who this was, a long time ago doing a talk describe creativity as for her it's like being out in a field and then there's a herd of bulls rushing through the field and you've got to grab them while they're coming at her so it has to happen in the moment she's got to get to work in that moment and start writing or else she loses it uh, and then for other people and by other people i mean me it's not that way at all <laughs> For me, it's a slog. I have to work. I'm like Sisyphus pushing up a boulder. You know, like I, for me, mm. I have to work at it every day, every day. It does not come mm -hmm. sort of in a spur of a moment. For me, it's task lists, to-dos, scheduling. It's very sort of controlled in that way. Well, you know, I'm starting to adopt your way now. Mm -hmm. And I had to because... The business is scaling so much mm -hmm. that I can't wait anymore for the divine inspiration. Uh -huh. So now mm -hmm. developing this new way of thinking mm -hmm. to integrate both sides of the brain mm -hmm. and seeing where that will take Lorraine West Jewelry next. It's only been about three weeks in the month implementing this new process that my business partner, TK, uh, developed for the business. And... I believe this is the first time, maybe in 10 years, that I haven't felt stress. Wow. Because, because you're planning out the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she interviewed me and she said, I need to know your whole process. And I said to myself, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> I have to tell you every goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. So it was annoying at first. But then after she finished the interview, the next day she came with like this whole document broken down all the process and a checklist for the customer to see when we do custom mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when we do the one-on-ones with the customer we could review the mm -hmm. process and the steps and actually put dates next to each process mm -hmm. so now you know okay i have a week to source the stones i have another week to do the preliminary sketches i have another week after our first meeting to do the second round, if there is a second or third round. Then after the second or third round, then there's um, the actual beginning of production, you know, mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. to the final draft of whether it be the CADs or, you know, hand-fabricated samples mm -hmm. working to the, to the final. So this is very new, but it's needed. I can't operate the way I used to anymore if I want to continue mm -hmm. to grow as a creative and as a brand where I want to make a certain amount of revenue per year. I, I agree with you. I, and I love that you say that because I don't know if I should be saying this on a podcast. We can cut it if I shouldn't. But I believe you had made uh, just in the last year alone like 300 pieces. I, you've mentioned this yes. something to me, mm -hmm. which is insane. And for, I didn't even have the website up. 
which is last nuts. year. Yeah. I didn't realize I made that many pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's wow. totally bonkers. And how managing all of that. And I'm kind of, in part, the reason that I do things the way that I do them is precisely because of how busy the studio is. And it has to happen that way. It's Mm -hmm. like homework. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like going to school and then taking home homework. And part of the homework is this is what needs to get done to prep for the next project. It's exactly homework. It is homework. That's what I call it now. But I love that. I call it homework. Mm -hmm. So after I meet the clients, our first one-on-one meeting is an hour. And it's so delightful. We have this communication document called the client communication document and it has all of the information that the customer needs and Mm. that i need to see the project through and Mm. we meet over zoom or google meet and we review Mm -hmm. step by step Mm -hmm. the client gets to do homework i get to do the homework my business partner gets to do homework so it's just great like synergy uh, between designer operation business partner and the client this yeah. is all the stuff that's like not inherently sexy about being a designer, right. but it is important for people to hear because we've talked about this, you and I, JB, sort of about kind of the importance of idleness in your creative process, right? right? We could- well, and I think this allows you space, which I think Correct. is so incredible to talk about for this jewelers. That's why I'm that- here today. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right? On time. <laughs> Honey, you were here early. Oh, don't and get you know, started. Oh, Can we listen. talk about that? Really oh, yes. Quick? We, we let's can. talk about it. Oh, oh, but let's, listen, do you but don't, want to talk about listen, it? Listen, don't try to. Oh, I, listen, I was prepared. Um, I was prepared. You knew, I was, you knew it was no, going to no, no. come. I was prepared if Alon came at me and said, oh, my goodness, you're early. You're on time. I was prepared to tell him, listen, I'm on top of my ish. Okay. okay. Starting this new year with yes, this new ma'am. process and I this think, new system. I don't want to hear that again. I think we and need the backstory. Can, can I give a little Wait, backstory? Really quick. Okay. And to the audience, if you're going to be late, let the person or persons you're going to meet know you're going to be late one to two hours in advance. Lorraine is probably one of my favorite human beings in this business, besides you, JB, well, obviously. we've worked together a lot. And we've worked mm-hmm. together quite a bit, and I love working with her. And I especially love working with her because the work that she produces is good, and I'm, like, proud to have it in my book Thank you. as well. So I love working with you. You know I'm very busy, and you know I don't take on... <laughs> Chachki bullshit nonsense. I don't have the time for that. So, and because I'm so busy, because I'm so busy, mm. scheduling is everything, right? Scheduling. Scheduling. <laughs> Every minute of my day is in a calendar, okay? And there are blocks, there are time blocks, this and that. So, when a certain designer tells me, I'm going to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I'm going to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning for this shoot, and I'm there, and my assistant is there, and we're waiting for Miss Lorraine West. And she rolls in at three thirty, and she's like, "Oh, this that." Wait a minute, there's backstory to that. Okay, now, I didn't ah. just come in <laughs> at three thirty without communicating. This is real talk. No, this is real okay? talk. This is real talk yeah. because they see us on the Instagram, yes, the gram, yes. Right? They see us in the press. They see all these things, and they think that it's so seamless and perfect, and it's not. It's not. It's messy, messy you work. Know, I literally, this is like a two woman show, mm-hmm. right? There's TK who handles operations. There's LW that handles all the cre- all creative the with other the customers, things. right? <laughs> yes. So, you know, 2010, that all changed when TK came on, you know, full time. Props to TK. Props to TK. And things changed, mm-hmm. right? So there were times where some customers were very happy and some customers weren't. That happens right? to all because of us. Because there wasn't, there wasn't a sustainable process 
in place yet. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to look at those failures and the times where you, you know, are dropping the ball. It's an opportunity to create a new system. If you don't create a new system, you're going to keep failing and eventually you'll be out of this business. Correct. So I've just come too far to throw that away. So I know that it's a new day. You know, I wake up every morning now, like ready to go. You know, there were times where some days I just want to, you know, take a break, <laughs> you know, I get extended it. break. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it can't happen. Well, I don't say this to uh, sort of embarrass you on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to me. We have a guest over and we're like, you were late. How dare you? No, that's not why, why I'm not bringing today, this up. Though. Not yeah. today, though. You were early. <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is because... Uh, and I think this is important for everybody, and this is an integral part for the creative process in general. It, that organization element is so key because part of what I've experienced as well, since I've sort of outed you, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna out myself here as well. Okay, I've never been busier than 2020, and 2021 was even more so. Mm-hmm. And already this year has exploded, mm-hmm. and. What's happened to me in the same way, speaking of systems and having to change them or else you kind of lose mm-hmm. lose the gig, uh, is that I don't know how many times in the last couple of months, probably since December, I've had to email clients and say, you are not going to get this when I told you you were. And that's humiliating mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I've, I don't like being in that position. And it's like painful for me to have to say that to people because it's a failure on my part and my part alone. It's not wise scheduling on my end. It's but why me. did you have to do that? Not be, Was it because of planning or was it because of something else? Well, here's the thing. It was in part, in part, it was planning and in part, but the other bigger part of it is hubris in me thinking that I can do it all on my own. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and I have a very controlling nature when it comes to my work. You know, I shoot, I post process, I do everything. I have the same thing. And I don't like to same issue. let that go. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to leave that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Especially when I have clients that I've worked with for some time. Right. Like, it's the last thing I want to do. So the that's kind of the difficulty. And then I've put myself in bad situations to the point where Andrew has pulled me aside and said, you keep this up, you're going to not have a business. Mm. You Because eventually, this will snowball so out of control that you're going to keep people waiting a month, two yeah. months, and it's going to get out of hand and you'll never be able to accomplish all the other bigger important things. Obviously, servicing our clients is important. But what mm-hmm. I mean about the more important, I mean to say, bigger picture right. stuff. And because I come from the mentality, as anybody with a small business, we all go through this. <laughs> I, I think every shoot is my last. Mm. And that's, I think mm. every shoot is like, after this one, I'll never work again. This is it. Wow. And that's the mentality. I had no n- I'm from idea. the Balkans, honey. <laughs> you I'm, but listen, I, I'm from the Balkans and we're very sort of negative in general. And it's a thing of I'm always waiting for the rug to get pulled out from under me. I think a lot of people feel Can that Can I way. say something? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you stop thinking that way, probably triple Oh, my goodness. Your revenue. I, the thought I'm, process I'm is trying, everything. I'm trying, honey. I'm trying. But I, I think it's hard as a creative sometimes to take that step back it's because it's so personal personal it is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it is i mean we just were discussing when i came in about production because mm-hmm. i have my open heart ring which yeah. is one of the biggest selling skews which is brand. gorgeous and i'm gonna buy a ring so and a yeah. Now, yeah i probably made thousands thousands of those by hand and now um Greenwich street jewelers is going to pick it up um in gold and diamonds 
and I had to really think about production, mm -hmm. think about the ease and the consistency. So it took about three weeks to develop the model for production, and I'm so thrilled and so happy and was so committed, you know, every morning or sometime in the evening meeting with um, production partners and developing this model that now is the master model for the rings, for the pendants now. I've scaled down the pendants. I can scale up the pendants. I have so many new ideas to extend this one design because I've now created a master prototype mm -hmm. and file. So I'm very excited. And that was a huge step for me to walk away and not have to work for three weeks on sitting at the bench making them, which I love to do. But if I do that, I won't have time to do all the other things that you the won't business, have a business needs. You right. won't have a business exactly. if you're stuck behind a bench. Yeah. You have now all this other responsibility mm -hmm. that you have and all these other things. And I also have a family about. too. Yes. I have a husband. I have a son. Mm -hmm. So I have myself. So now it's about balancing all of it and feeding all the different areas where I'm happy, customers are happy, my family's happy, my friends are happy, you know, to the most of my ability, mm -hmm. to the best of my ability, mm -hmm. rather. You know, I'd like to go back to what you said about homework. Mm -hmm. I think that was such an interesting thing to think about how the homework can allow for the space for creativity. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think um, creatives need is, you know, time to be idle, mm -hmm. right? To mm -hmm. have this space to be creative and use that time for whatever it is. I personally use that idle time to scroll through Instagram. To, <laughs> Which is also creative. To get, it can be. It is. Yeah, I it find be. it, I try to give myself this assignment, right, mm -hmm. of scrolling through just to see what other people are doing, mm -hmm. what's happening in the world, not necessarily jewelry things even, mm -hmm. just things to help inspire marketing. That's mm -hmm. what I usually focus on. But I think that idea of like creating that space for yourself to have time to think is so important. Alana and I were just talking last night about how we love to take really long showers so no one can bother oh, us. so do I. Yes. And think about it. The yeah. bathroom is my healing it's laboratory. Sacred, right? Yes, it it's is. It's so sacred. And it's like... Sometimes the... I bring the computer in there and do work. You too. know, I'll, I'll admit <laughs> I bring my phone in there. And, and I do... And the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bring the phone in and I'm like scrolling through stuff, taking a shower like this with my arm extended out oh my the goodness, door. I don't no. do that. But oh, I do that's, that. Oh, that's I a do. skill. But, but it's a thing of like... Uh, it's the only time in the day I'm completely uninterrupted and mm -hmm. it's the only time I can steal time but I'm having idle time to actually just think mm -hmm. and that is of such value because people don't give themselves that enough or people sometimes on the other hand give themselves a little too, too much, much yeah. idleness too because at a certain point you just got to do the thing mm -hmm. yeah I'd, I'd like to give a suggestion in terms of planning so if you have a project back to homework um, when you're a designer that you get asked to do certain initiatives, you may need to submit your headshots, bio, mm -hmm. images of your work. I hope they're shot by Alon, like mine. <laughs> honey, if they're not shot by me, they're not shot, yeah, exactly. honey. <laughs> okay. I don't go anywhere else for it. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, well, sidebar, my career shifted once I started using Alon's images. So oh, my goodness. Next level. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, you know, if you plan it out, Say you have a project that's due in a month. If you break it up into small bites 
every week, then you see at the end of the week something's completed. It makes you feel great. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go into the next week and complete the next task to push the f- project forward. And if you can, maybe even bake in a little bit of time, especially if you're prototyping, because maybe something may not work out mm-hmm. in the cast or hand fabrication. You may need to remelt the metal and you know turn it into sheet again or wire. It all depends. You want to give yourself a little extra time. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll see that it'll be exciting at the end of the week when you see what you've accomplished. And then you can have your weekends free. You know, it's very easy to say to yourself, well, this is the nature of having your own business, right? You're kind of on all the time, which is true to some extent. You really do. You're the money. Mm-hmm. And nothing happens if you don't make it happen. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be on and available, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you do need to set Boundaries as well. Boundaries. Boundaries. That is the word. That's the word. And that's why I had to yell at Lorraine (laughs) when she was three hours late for a shoot. And I had to pop off. You know what's funny, too? But we we had a good talk. No, we we had such a great talk. We did. You know, what I learned learned from that conversation with Alon was we had already set the plan, right? Mm -hmm. And then the day comes and things happen, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it gets a little messy when you're a mom and have a business. Of course. You know, I still have a young child. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I let him know that I'm running behind, right? But in his mind, he's like, well, I already planned this already. And I hired someone to come help, you know, Mm -hmm. with the shoot. So we both have these things going on. And luckily, he said something to me right away because he could have just held it in. And then another, if it happened again another time, it could have been like, okay, we're not going to work together right, anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was already on kind of like the path of knowing that a new system was going to be in place. But it was like the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to finish the year. Yeah. And it's always a hectic time for everyone. Right. Yeah. So And also, we work together and we're friends. Yes. So we're very open and um, honest with one yes. another. But for me, it's just I knew that it was time to make a shift like 360 for me, mm-hmm. not even about pleasing others, but if I please me and I keep my word and I'm integral to the best of my ability, then everyone else gets to benefit from that. Yes, absolutely. I, I love this woman. I, I love no, this woman I know. So I was just thinking you guys are some, some of my dearest friends. And I think I really value the relationships I have with other small business owners yes. mm-hmm. because there is a level of understanding and honesty mm-hmm. that you can have with yes. each other of just like you're talking about like I have a life right I have a kid I have to manage all these things and my business and still keep my commitments mm-hmm. yes, and exactly. it's hard and we're very I think forgiving of each other but also yes. unforgiving in ways that help uplift us absolutely right? because I also feel that with friends and family with friends and family, you should have even more of a stricter um, boundary yes. to a certain extent because it's so easy to let it go. Because, oh, it's my friend. It's my family. It's almost like you treat strangers better than your friends and family. And right. that shouldn't be. Not that you should treat strangers worse, but you don't know them. So yeah. you're coming from a place of a boundary already in mm-hmm. the business. But when you know someone, just onboard them in your system. Mm-hmm. And pay close attention because, look, in 2020 and in 2021, I had one customer in 2021 that I lost because I dropped the ball in the scheduling. Mm-hmm. Then in 2021, I lost a customer 
because uh, for the same reason. And they were both like really dynamic people. And it would have been great to produce their piece, but at the same time, it was a blessing in disguise that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing in disguise that it didn't happen because now I'm here. So this year, my goal is not to lose not one client, but also it is to really know what my capacity is within each quarter of the year mm-hmm. and knowing when to say no and when to say yes. Mm-hmm. And all of those logistics are mm-hmm. part of the creative process. Like Absolutely. Cre- the creative process is those logistics just as much as it is sort of mm-hmm. sitting around and trying to find sources of inspiration, mm-hmm. right? And that a lot of people don't understand that, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. I do. I Running an organization like Jewelry Week, which has so many different pieces and parts always moving, mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to be creative mm-hmm. in how we, how we process the projects, how we organize them, mm-hmm. how we roll them out, how we get the team together. But yeah, that's such an important part of success, I think, and being creative on all the other parts that aren't traditionally considered creative aspects mm-hmm. of your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. I Just some, to something, I was just thinking about something you said earlier, JB, which is like kind of the camaraderie and the relationships you have with kind of fellow creatives and business owners and that sort of thing and how we tend to be forgiving with one another and setting boundaries then with friends and family. Mm-hmm. I have people who, you know, as busy as we are and you try to kind of do a million things, you have spouses, you have relationships with your friends and you're trying to kind of hold everything together as well mm-hmm. as your business. And it's not easy, right? But it's what I love and why my closest friends are people like you two um, is precisely because there's that kind of innate understanding mm-hmm. where I have people I know who I'm very friendly with who like text me in the middle of a work day and they expect a response and they want to like set mm-hmm. a date to go out that evening and, mm-hmm. and they don't understand why I'm unresponsive and why I'm not going out with them. And to me, it's crazy. I, I want to say to them, I was like, are you insane? Do you know how much shit I have to do in right. a day? You're texting me here at 2 p.m. about like where you want to go to dinner maybe tomorrow night. I don't give a fuck. I right. got shit to do. But if I if if Lorraine texts me and I don't respond to her, she knows what the tea is. Right. She's not yeah. going to hold that against me. She's going to be Even like... Even though he will respond to me faster. I, I will respond to sorry, her. Not mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. But and, and when JB and I like are in communication about something, then for whatever reason there's a halt to our communication it's precisely because we've got plenty of shit happening you know and there's just not right but there's an understanding there i was just holding up my phone and pointing at it well i have over 300 oh she's this woman is a psychopath she has like seven thousand unread emails and she's got like 300 unread text messages i believe it what do you think that's about though is there a little bit of boundary avoidance Mm. yeah yeah that's the tea with you that is the, mm-hmm. that oh, is yeah. the yes, that's that, the truth. Right, Libra she called it. She's she called Libra. it. She's yeah. a Libra. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what she do. I'm working on it, guys. I know this is a problem. It's and a problem. Luckily, Jewelry Week, we have an amazing woman who works with us, Alex Darby, who has called us out on all our bullshit uh-huh. as we've progressed oh, good. So the I'll last piggyback two years. off of that then. And that is one of the <laughs> because things. Because I do not hear from JB. After NYC Jewelry Week, it's ghost. Just for the record, after Jewelry Week, I do drop dead for you two do. months. You do. I literally don't hear from I do. you until like it's, emo- it's emotional, guys. And that's we'll save it for the save that's it for a different the episode. Yeah. Different that's episode. A different... Anyway, you know what I want to talk about though. What do you want to talk about? Is 
These legs. <laughs> these legs. These Enough legs. about Equinox. Okay. Um, uh, hashtag not sponsored. But we Creative wish. blockage. Like, how do you get yourself out of this? Does this happen to you guys? All the time. You? Lorraine? Well, for me, it's not really a blockage. It's a processing. Like, I'm processing. Like You're loading. Yeah, You're loading. loading. <laughs> I'm loading. So I need a moment. Uh-huh. You know? But that's really all it is. And that you talked about that earlier, JB, is just like having that moment. You need to give yourself mm-hmm. that blank time to mm-hmm. think, you know, mm-hmm. to even start to come up with a concept and visualize. And sometimes you can look at something and get inspired by it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to hash it out. You have to test it out and see what's going on with it. You can have the best idea and then you, you get to your materials and it's it's trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to mm-hmm. be okay with that, too, to move on. But to me, I feel like being a creative, especially if you're professional and you're a public figure, people see you, they know you, mm-hmm. you have to think like Muhammad Ali. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Muhammad Ali, he didn't even really like working out sometimes, but he knew he had to, mm-hmm. to be a champion, right? So you have to do all the work that you don't want to do today that will help you have a brighter future later. Absolutely. Going back to all the operations and mm-hmm. admin and squats. All that. Yeah. yeah that you too. Do those too. So I guess in a way, no. I do not have blockages because I'm always downloading information. However, it comes down to the time. Managing the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can sit mm-hmm. down and manifest the vision that you have. I think that in part blockage happens when it does happen to people uh, because they tend to be in communication with themselves too much. Mm-hmm. And there isn't another source of inspiration or ideas. I find that when I hit a wall, what helps me is even like I have this incredibly talented editorial hairstylist, Tide Suzuki, who we work with on like our more kind of elaborate, abstract kind of photo shoots. And just, you know, I'll have a chat to him and he'll just throw something out into the ether. And then from then on, it spins into a project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it helps me personally so much to n- not just be in communication with myself, mm-hmm. to make it a little bit of a group effort and to have input from others and ideas bouncing off. Or even if they're not great ideas and not something mm-hmm. I would be into, even just having that conversation helps me to just think about a project in a different way. Yeah, I think that helps me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I also have a creative partner in life who is a musician Mm -hmm. and also a visual artist, and he's, like, super-duper creative. And when he's going through a writer's block, then he focuses on his musical production. He's making beats. Mm -hmm. So if he's not feeling the beats, he's working on his writing. So they work hand-in-hand, so you kind of break it in parts, you know? So I say the same thing in this jewelry industry is always have a sketchbook around. Mm-hmm. sketch out it doesn't matter like scribble it doesn't have to be perfect and sometimes we expect to sit down and have this perfect vision and sometimes yes. it doesn't work no it doesn't sometimes you could be great at drawing but you can't get it on paper so maybe if you do CAD or you know someone that does CAD then you can communicate the idea you have sometimes you need to play with clay or you know wax and manipulate I mean I, I work in CAD sometimes and my CAD technician his name is Antar 
He's phenomenal. And we're working on this piece right now that has all this like fine detail. And he said, you know what, Lorraine, the millimeter space between these lines, I can't give it away because it's a secret project. Mm. Um, you know, we don't have that much space. So I have to use my calipers, my millimeter calipers. And basically it's now, it's a conversation between me and these calipers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. have to build this design through millimeters, mm -hmm. right? And communicate it with someone who only thinks and builds in, in millimeters. So now we're, we're getting away from the pen and the paper and kind of almost taking on like an architectural form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said, Lorraine, I need you to take out your wax and I need you to make a little, a little model and start carving and manipulating so you can tell me what that millimeter um, width is between these two points. And that's exactly what I did. So mm -hmm. fortunately enough, I know how to carve out of wax. I know how to manipulate metal, mm -hmm. hand fabricate. I know how to communicate to a CAD technician. So it helps to have all those different skills in your bag of tricks and take out what you need to communicate your idea. Because blockages can come, so what are you going to use Absolutely. to unblock yourself? Absolutely. When you were talking about planning, I think that has been a reoccurring theme today. That planning, planning can planning. lead to Isn't success. That interesting. And we came into this with like going to talk about creativity and creative process, mm -hmm. and we literally talked about nothing but logistics and and just plotting mm -hmm. and planning. And I think that's a good thing mm -hmm. because I don't think that most creatives do enough of that mm -hmm. and that's sort of the downfall of the work mm -hmm. i think what most people have a tendency to do at least from my experience speaking with those people is that they kind of wait around for something to hit them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and i always want to say i don't think it works that way i mean it doesn't work that way for me yeah. and maybe it works that way for some people just things come out of the ether right but I think mm -hmm. that you really, creativity is work. You have to work at it. Right. Mm -hmm. But even if it does come out of the ether, what's the next steps? Exactly. I have tons of ideas, but which ideas are you going to take to market that you can afford to do that is marketable, you want to take the chance on? Because not all the ideas are going to work. You need to develop them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love to do with my business is try to get all of the uncreative things done so that I can spend my joyful time of my day mm -hmm. in the creative that's part. That's awesome advice. Yes, that's great yeah. advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't always get time for until it's like bedtime. But mm -hmm. even then I feel, oh, great, because I have to say the creative part of my job is what I find the most happiness in mm -hmm. sure. absolutely absolutely that's, that it's you like get a high right when you that, that's what when you discover things propels us all mm -hmm, i think in mm -hmm. doing what we do right yeah. i think that's the push it's not money or sales necessarily no. that's not the big drive the bi that's great but it's the big drive is like being able to actually do that mm -hmm. the, I, I don't know how many nights i have where during the day i'm spending my time just getting work done and then sometimes I didn't get to bed until 2 a.m., which was the case last night. And then I was up at 5 a.m. this morning, so I didn't get much sleep. But I was happy to do that because from like midnight to 2 o'clock, I sat at my desk mm -hmm. and I was going through my notebook of ideas that I've kind of jotted down throughout the months. Whenever I see mm -hmm. something that I think would be cool to do, mm -hmm. and I was just going through that. And I was literally sitting at my desk doing not really anything, mm -hmm. just mulling over these old ideas that I had written down ages ago. And... 
that to me felt so good to do, even though I was tired. It just felt so fulfilling to be able to take that mm-hmm. time and then get up this morning and think, oh, I think this is the right client for that. And we can do this and we can mm-hmm. light it like this and mm-hmm. it'll be fabulous. And, you know, so yeah. that's that's the real joy of it. Yeah. Like it all comes together to do that thing you love, right? Mm-hmm. Like the reason we struggle through these other parts of our business, it's I think that. that aren't so fun, Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is to get to that moment. Absolutely. But what do you guys think about this? Can you learn to be creative if it isn't something that is innate in you? What do you think, Lorraine? I'm curious to hear your answer on this. Can creativity be learned? I think that you can learn creative processes. Mm-hmm. But I do think a certain level of creativity is a gift. Do you think creativity is like taste? I don't know. We need a a creativity expert. Yeah, I know. In here. Well, also, my mother always says to each his own, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody has different taste level and aesthetic. Sure. So no matter how great you think your work is or someone else thinks, Mm -hmm. there's someone else that thinks that it's not that great because it's not their aesthetic. Well, but... To that point, though, there is such a thing as like, there are plenty of things that are not my personal aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You can tell when it's executed with high taste correct. or not. There are plenty of things That's that are correct. not my personal style. You know, you know me. I'm usually like in the same black silhouettes all the time. That's my personal taste. But when I see you roll in, dressed the way that you are, prints, patterns, mixing, textures, and that sort of thing... I don't say, oh, well, I don't like that. It's not my taste. I say to myself, it's not my taste to wear color or print and to mm-hmm. mix patterns like that. But Lorraine does it really say, well. She's and she's so can, creative. But, but, but I can tell that she does it well. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And I, so even if mm-hmm. something isn't to your personal liking, you always know when it's executed Correct. at a high taste level. I can tell that you wear mostly black, but mm-hmm. you buy the best black and oh. the most chic black oh, mama. pieces. I know this. Yes, ma'am. So that's the same thing. So exactly. I, I guess it does come to a taste level. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's a big part mm-hmm. of it. I think, and that's something that's very difficult to teach somebody yeah. and mm-hmm. to see kind of the nuanced differences. But you know what? I think it can be learned. You think yeah. so? I think it can be learned if you are surrounded by people that have the it. That's it. Mm. Yeah. That's it. That's true. The, and you I take agree. notes and you're passionate about shifting and changing. You're passionate about taking risks mm-hmm. over time you will practice and then you'll have it as well i, mm-hmm. I think that you're onto something there i heard fran Lebowitz once say that sort of as far as her ability to write and to speak mm-hmm. comes from her time spent moving here to new york at a young age and being surrounded by nothing but incredibly talented uh, talkers who were all these very dynamic gay men who were very mm. well educated and mm-hmm. who were all like who could speak to you know politics culture pop culture all of those things in intelligent ways and who were great talkers mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's that's where she got it from that's where she learned it that's often how she describes mm-hmm. that so perhaps it is yeah. like that also to be around people that are more talented and smarter mm-hmm. I, yes that's a big part of it too yeah, I think there's an artist named Matthew Barney. Do you guys know mm. this artist? Mm-hmm. Very interesting artist. Did a, a lot of conceptual art, but also a lot of art using his body. And one of the series that he did was called Drawing Restraint. And the idea was that you have a task that you have to achieve, but how can you achieve that 
in a way that this very simplified version of what he does. But how can you achieve that in a creative way? For instance, he wanted to draw on the top left corner of this wall, let's say, a bunch of little marks. So mm-hmm. he created a device that he could swing up there and draw one mark mm-hmm. at a time back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that idea of approaching um, a project from a creative manner, right? Thinking outside of the box can al- almost sometimes um, come from assignments where you're put into a box. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? all the time, yeah. Absolutely. I think so too. Well, that's been the story of my 20 plus years <laughs> <laughs> as a designer, you know, having, you know, I think it was $28 or something like that, uh-huh. my first purchase in a jewelry supply store. And now it's turned into, I have a six-figure business now, too. Which is crazy. How amazing is Which that? Which is amazing. Say, well, wow. there's so few people who can say that, even people who've been at it as long as you have. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Yeah. So you should be very chuffed about that. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. very proud. But yeah, I've been put in boxes, um, well, certain projects or collections I've, I've had a limited amount of resources or even time and it did force me to produce something wonderful mm-hmm. but now i want more time yes so now it's like mm-hmm. planning out more time like what will happen with giving myself more time and allowing for more time absolutely so on the other side of the can you learn it can you be too creative are there downfalls of going too deep into creativity in your business there's um Something that the singer Sade Adu says. Mm-hmm. She said that she only puts music out when she has something to say. That's right? great. And her music is so legendary mm-hmm. and timeless that I believe I do the same because mm-hmm. I have so many sketches, samples, so many things that some people have never seen. I've seen some one recently. Can I say this? With I'm not going to name yeah, anything. Yeah, we can't name it. We can't name it, mm-hmm. but I saw some sketches of some of your more recent designs that are, I don't know, coming out. I don't know when, but mm-hmm. they're easily, and I think I said this to you mm-hmm. at the time, it's the best work you've ever done. Thank you. Like just looking at the it. sketches, I was like, this is the best work this woman has ever done. And then I shot a few. Yeah. And there's the most beautiful pieces that you've ever produced. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I agree. I, agree. And I can, hope you're not offended by no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've done some beautiful pieces um, of throughout my career. But mm-hmm. these particular pieces that... Next level. It's a secret. We can't say what it's for. We can't say it. But um, they were magical. And I have to say that what I did, going back to process, is I chose two musical icons that may they rest in peace, to be my muse inspirations. Mm -hmm. And they were the North Star of the designs that came. Yeah, I didn't know that. Who can you tell us who? Yes. So Minnie Ripperton Mm -hmm. and Josephine Mm -hmm. Baker. Mm. Yeah. So and if you know my work, you know, I like to deal with like abstractions. It's contemporary, Mm -hmm. but it's abstractions. Mm -hmm. It's not so literal. Um, And when I sat down to do the sketches... I completed those sketches within like an hour or two, and that was it. And that's what I produced. That's amazing. You know, you talked about muses, and I know this is a reoccurring theme in your career when we worked on the retrospective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was something that you talked a lot about and how important it was to you to talk about muses. Tell us a little bit more about how that informs your creative Mm -hmm. process. Well, it informs my creative process um, 
nearly 100%. It's like almost everything I design is inspired by someone, you know? Is it usually a woman that you have in mind? Yeah. Yeah, it's <clears throat> a woman for my bridal. It's always a woman mm -hmm. or man, you know, sometimes it's the other way around. Um, and then I also have like same-sex uh, couples that come to me as mm -hmm. well, you mm -hmm. know. But that's really fun working with those couples because it's still like at times like a masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And or sometimes they're kind of just like so intertwined that it's like not even about gender at all, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting to communicate something special uh, for the client. But earlier in my career, I worked with, you know, my first muse luminary was Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. And she'll always be important to my development as an artist and um, my brand because the show, the, the way I feel about my work, I feel my work is a show. Mm -hmm. And then these amazing artists, they're putting on a show, so they get to join. I see what you mean. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much like one of the deep parts of my creativity and the brand DNA is working with these amazing luminaries. They get to tell their story, an extension of their story by wearing the work. That's amazing. And you oftentimes have muses that are in the music industry, mm -hmm. which is interesting. I'm, You know, it's nice to hear like other genres of art can be mm -hmm. inspirational. Yeah, because the, especially the musicians, they, they're so creative. You know, you think, oh, they're just making music, but their vision and visualizing the whole marketing campaign, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not even so much like when we talk about marketing, like it's not real. It is real. It's like they want to get out their message in every way. The way they look, mm -hmm. the way they sound, um, just everything, every aspect, their music videos, their stage presence, what's on stage, who's on stage, and then down to what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to start a conversation. They want the work to be connected mm -hmm. and to their message. I think that's an interesting point you make because w there's a through line. There's a kind of clear through mm -hmm. line that goes all the way from like, the song title to the album to mm -hmm. what the album cover looks like mm -hmm. to what they're wearing you know on those press circuits mm -hmm. etc there's a kind of whole unified vision and that's mm -hmm. really what the marketing is and right. i wish that more designers thought in those terms i mean the great designers do think mm -hmm. in those terms a lot of jewelers don't and they don't sort of understand that uh this is at the end of the day a business that is much like fashion mm -hmm. in that it's presentation as much as it is the actual work itself, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it really is. And I mean, I think there's some fantastic designers out there. And when I look at some people's IG pages, I think, wow, their work is incredible. They may not have that many followers, which doesn't mean anything. Okay? No, that doesn't mean anything. However, um, some of these fantastic designers and art jewelers they're making all this beautiful work but they don't have a story mm -hmm. you know like what's your story so every time i post i think of the grid i think of like the nine boxes when mm -hmm. somebody goes to my page what they're looking at mm -hmm. so every single image has to be 
meaningful, beautiful, telling some type of story, mm-hmm. clear photography, the copy supporting that beautiful photography and that beautiful piece mm-hmm. or the, someone wearing it. But also you. Like when I meet you every time I see you, Lorraine, you are the brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you are the brand always. And the way that you present yourself is mm-hmm. a, a part of it. The way that I present myself to my clients is a big part of it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sort of becomes part of your sort of identity and, and, and yeah. a source of inspiration for you as a creative as well. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So I think mm-hmm. that that's important for people to think about in a way that, I think most young designers don't necessarily do, or they think of themselves as kind of like separate entities yeah. from the work that they produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to become one. Mm-hmm. Become one. Yeah. Well, th- <laughs> With you a, and your work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's a great place to end this on, I think is so. you have to become one. It's mm-hmm. so true. Finding that balance through all the things in your business, bringing it bringing creativity in the fold of all the parts of it and mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. it all one. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's always, it's interesting to talk with creatives like both of you about a topic that is really ephemeral. At the end of the day, it's very mm-hmm. hard to describe all of this. I think mm-hmm. for me, my biggest takeaway would be that uh, the, obviously, you know, this is sort of my German upbringing speaking, but you need to be organized. You need to manage things. And there is a lot of management in creativity. But you have to have a raison d'etre. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have that within you. And that'll be the fuel for mm-hmm. everything that you produce. And if you don't have that, I don't know how you can mm-hmm. sort of make it in this business or any business yeah. as mm-hmm. creative. Look, we all are in this life trying to figure it out. But we have to take accountability when things work mm-hmm. to continue to use that. And when they don't work, to make the necessary shifts. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're so lucky. We're so blessed to be in the positions that we're in, all three of us. Mm -hmm. We can't really, like, afford to, you know, not execute. But I also feel like the three of us are scratching the surface, you know. There's still so much more to come. Oh, there's so much more. Yeah. I think I always feel like I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah, I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, me too. That's exciting. Well, thank you, Lorraine, thank for you. being here today. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure having yeah, you. Yeah, such you so a much. pleasure. Thank you. Um, this has been Rough Cut, and we're excited to be here with our podcast. Find us at nycjewelryweek.com for more info. Follow us at nycjewelryweek on the Insta. Follow Lorraine West at Lorraine West Jewelry, and visit her on the web at lorrainewestjewelry.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's it. What do you use to unblock yourself? <laughs> Drink green juice. <laughs> That'll unblock you. Yeah, that'll work. That'll yeah. That, yeah. That, that'll unclog the plumbing, for sure. Well, I like joy.